Is this mic too hot? It's a little hot. Okay, I'll turn the game down a little. I think it is funny, though, that Chelsea remembers the fist rule where he's supposed to have one fist between the mic, but Alex is just eating it whenever he talks about <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry for our listeners who have misophonia, but congratulations to our listeners who love ASMR. ASMR, I swallow the microphone while you sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so glad that I didn't lend you a mic this time so you can just suck on it all you want. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Birder, I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast where both guests and both hosts love Chipotle. I'm your host, Dewey Casti, along with my co-host, Jessica Cristiano. Awesome. And we should introduce our guests. So here with us today, we have podcasters and our first guests ever. For the listeners, this is not our first episode, but they were on our first episode, Alex Wolfson and Chelsea Lee. Woo! Thanks for having us back. Oh, happy to have you. Uh, for the listeners before chelsea and alex when we had them on were on separate mics but right now they're both on the same mic and it's very cute uh we're chelsea's resting up. on alex's shoulder so <laughs> like a little bird like a little bird oh my gosh how darling so normally to start up top we ask our guests you know we introduce how we know each other but you know we went to ucla together but now the three of us have a new way that we know each other so how do we all how are we all connected alex and chelsea yes since the debut episode of this podcast we have been busy Sorry, what's this podcast called birder i barely know her thank you was that a test i was just curious that i passed I, <laughs> I you say you listen to other episodes and i don't know if i believe you so i just wanted to check <laughs> but it, what if he didn't uh well there's a stop button right there that i was gonna hit and then we i thought gonna... this was this american life is this is this not what this is <laughs> yeah i'm ira glass i'm i was not i learned today on the epstein flight logs so correct because i keep confusing ira glass and malcolm gladwell wax paper has an ira glass sandwich that's pretty good really yep that's all i'll say about that glass sandwich makes you think there's like pieces of glass in there yum sorry anyway before we're making another podcast (laughs) chelsea uh another friend of ours david dewey of course and myself we make a podcast together that's a dungeons and dragons podcast called small town DD, where instead of the big epic fantasy adventure that most D podcasts explore we just live in a small town and deal with small town problems and it's a lot of fun yeah no it's, it's a it's a fun time uh, alex do you play a character oh you don't play any character well no i'm the dungeon master i play no character and i play every character at all yeah yeah we talked about it this has basically been an excuse for you to do fun voices for chelsea is really why you started this podcast that's, that's how the seed of the podcast was born was just us at home doing funny voices and we thought everyone needs to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we talked about it before. I play a character named Albert Penis, which is a name you tried to talk me out of over several calls and emails. Mm-hmm. Unsuccessfully. Yeah. And Chelsea, you are Clegg Tumstool with your little familiar Summer's Bounty, who's a little bat who wears a... What does he wear again? He wears a wife beater and jeans. Great. Yeah, Artist so. interpretation wasn't necessarily what i had in mind but it was <laughs> even better than what i could have anything i could have thought of yeah it wasn't canon until we got the official art so yeah we're like well, why is he wearing this oh this is yeah. great <laughs> yeah because was he he was never wearing clothes before right at all like we put armor on him at one point he was wearing like a little denim like pinafore in my head like he what? just like a if you ever have made clothes for a doll this is for all the listeners who have made clothes for dolls <laughs> yeah all the trad like, wives out there <laughs> it's like almost like an apron thing and it covers the whole body oh because he's not supposed to be nude because <laughs> oh but he is <laughs> is it kind of like what bell wears before she's a princess yeah kind of it's just like a loose like it's just straps and then like a, a, a square a rectangle yeah. so it's like the, yeah, yeah. one of the easiest shapes got it got it that's oh, yeah. the words I didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so that's how we all know each other. So check out that podcast, Small Town D&D, wherever you get podcasts. But you can't stop listening to this one in favor of that one. You can't. You have to keep listening to this one if you're listening to that one. You can't shoot. You, can, you have to do both. For listeners out there, no jumping ship. I will find you. I, I, Spotify tells me a surprising amount of information, which I don't do not like that I know <laughs> about our listeners. So I can... 
I can find you. What do you mean? Home addresses, <laughs> social security numbers. Yeah. yeah. Waist size, which is weird. Mother's maiden name. What does it tell you? It doesn't tell me, like, it doesn't give me specific, like, listener profiles, but I know the basic age and gender of the people listening to us and what states and cities they live in. Is it, like, mostly hot women? It's mostly hot women. Yeah, we get a lot of MILFs. It's wild. <laughs> All right. This is a very MILF-friendly podcast. Totally. And um, MILF stands for Mallard, I'd like to find. <laughs> <laughs> So a lot of mallards are listening. Yeah, and they are pissed. <laughs> you guys are returning guests, Chelsea and Alex, which means you've been birding before, which eliminates our question of what is your history with birds and or birding, because if guests are really interested in your history, they can check out our first episode. So we have a new and different question for you, right. which may throw you, you may hang up and leave. Have you been birding since? Oh... We have a resounding answer to this. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about But we talk about birds. birds. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We point out birds now when we're outside. If you're asking how has the first trip affected our lives? That is the question that I, I thought to ask in the shower, and then I accidentally asked this one when I got out. <laughs> <laughs> we have not since gone birding, but if we are outside, if we're going for a hike, we are more we notice birds more than we ever have before. Sure. And notice that they're different that they are not all small and brown, but come in many different shapes and sizes. Yeah, such as big and brown or medium and brown. Exactly. (laughs) That's good. And that's what we set out to do. Yeah. To make sure people are really thinking and talking about birds. Yeah. And to clarify, we don't mean the bar right by UCB. We mean the the animals. Oh, is that what this podcast is about? But you know, if if the bar can get some publicity, that's fine too. (laughs) Yeah, that bar is famously never crowded. So we definitely want more people in there. They need more comedians in there. Yeah. And hopefully in cars getting coffee. At a bar, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have coffee at bars, right? Not good coffee. Wasn't that whole thing where bartenders are pissed about all the espresso drinks people wanted? The espresso martinis? Yeah. They were pissed? Furious. I feel like it. That seems like it's <laughs> an extra thing to make. Could be. Okay. We'll figure it out. Not in this lifetime. All right. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, so you, that's how you guys' relationship with birds has been affected. In that time, we've now gone on a second birding trip to the same location. So, Jess, if you could do us all a favor and read off the list of birds that we saw. Sure. We saw song sparrows, American coots, uh, double-crested cormorants, great egrets, green heron, mallards, cassins, kingbirds, great blue herons, seagulls, house finches, lesser goldfinches, yellow-rumped warblers, red-tailed hawk, American widgeons, Red-winged blackbird, uh, black phoebe, belted kingfisher, and turkey vulture. Hell yeah. We saw a bunch of cool stuff. Were there any species you guys saw today that you wanted to come back and talk about? The coots. Yeah. 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 The coots. We the saw coots two rule. lover coots. They might yeah. have been brother lover coots. Well, we, yes, we did not confirm the sex of them, but Alex really wanted to believe that they were brothers engaging in incest. That was And a- they're in romantic love with each other. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess, if you had to, how would you describe the behavior we saw in those coots who I think were not related? Um, it was adorable. It was awesome. They gave each other a little forehead kiss and then they kept diving and doing a really good job of getting their food. <laughs> yeah. So for listeners, they kind of did like a, I think they kind of do this in kiss, or kiss the girl, right? Where they like spin around and like, there's like a romantic like that. But it, was, it was like that, but instead of like kissing, they were just like, very gently putting their foreheads together in like a very beautiful little heart shape of their necks. It was like swans in a postcard. It was really yeah. picturesque. Yeah. And it was interesting because these weren't like fully grown coots. These were juveniles. They were pretty small. I imagine they left the nest pretty recently. So it was doubly cute that it was like young love, which was very fun. Just two brothers <laughs> setting out together. I don't think they were brothers. I They're not sexually dimorphic, so I can't tell without getting a yeah. look at Actually, I don't know how to sex birds. This is a huge reveal. That was like a thing where people learn how to like sex different bird species in like FFA and 4-H, but I don't know how to, I don't know if I have to like check the cloaca for like a prostate or something. I'll look it up. Oh, with budgies, like you look at that little thing above their beak that looks like a nose, but may not be a nose and it's what color it is. That's. Oh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look up right now how to tell cooch sex. Oh, it's, it's voice. Oh. So the drake and the hen have different voices. 
Interesting. By the way, I typed in how to tell coot sex, and one of the autofills was how to tell if a cat has had sex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You'll know. Yeah, you'll know. (laughs) He walks in with a little strut. Yeah, yeah, if they got a little strut. Yeah. Yeah. If there's a cat lying down smoking a cigarette, you know it just makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the coup behavior was super cute. And it was cool, too, because not only did we see cute behavior we weren't expecting, we got to see that wild behavior in action because coots are big divers. So we got to see them diving in the water looking for food. One of them dove down and ate something real nasty because he came back up and he was, like, almost coughing. He was, like, not opening his mouth and, like, gagging. <laughs> And then we also saw in action their waterproof feathers because every time they would come up, there were little beads of water all over them, sort of showing how they have those oils that uh, prevent them from getting wet. Because we sat and watched those coots for like five, ten minutes. It was very cute. That was great. Cool. Yeah. They're adorable. I wish one day we would see the baby piggybacking on the mom. Yeah, I think that's more the Grebes. I don't know if the Coots do that, but I do want to see that with the Grebes. Oh. Um, and it was cool, too, because we could tell they were juveniles not just because of the size of their bodies, but the size of their feet. They had those horrifying Coot feet, but they were so tiny. Because mm-hmm. there are some Coots that have straight-up, like, clown feet. They're, like, five feet wide. But these were uh, nice and petite, which was very cool. I like that one had his little foot up and was scratching his own head like a dog. Oh, that yeah, we got to see him itching himself, which is, that was the same one that was choking. So he kept alternating between choking and scratching himself. <laughs> very dog-like. He was doing the same motion dogs do right before they throw up, which is that, like, almost yawn and then suddenly just... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, coots, um, they've done studies on them. There was a, a group of coots in Back Bay, Virginia, that were studied by scientists. And the estimate they came up with for how much they eat in a winter... Do you guys want to guess how many tons of vegetation they eat per winter in uh, Back Bay, Virginia? They eat tons? Mm-hmm. Not one coot, but like a group of coots. Oh. Because they have like colonies and stuff. 11. 10. 13. 216. Whoa. <laughs> so they have Chelsea quite wins. a big ecological impact. That's amazing. I'm trying to see how big the groups are because they they don't just live by themselves. A lot of times they'll live in a multi-species flocks, so they'll be with a lot of other birds like grebes, some rails and stuff like that. But they have groups that go up to several hundred thousand. Or not, sorry, several thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could be in groups of up to like three or four thousand, which would explain how they eat so many tons of uh, food. But that's wild. Uh, any other birds that you guys saw that we really want to talk about? We went on a long hunt for. Oh yeah. What was that bird's name again? So we were looking for the northern red bishop. So shout out yes. to past guest Loring, who uh, has become the bane of my existence, and that he constantly goes and sees the northern red bishop, and I've never seen it. So finally, I messaged him last night, and I was like, I need you to tell me where you see the northern northern red bishop, and he sent me exact latitudinal, longitudinal coordinates where he usually sees it. So we hiked out there. Um, we did not encounter it, but um, it was a fun journey, though, because we saw a whole new part of the park. That was great. Yeah, it was like a treasure hunt. Yeah. With no treasure at the end. <laughs> well, we did get a little bit of a treasure, because we saw all those widgeons, which we saw last week. Um, those guys were very cute. We saw a flock of, I think, like probably 50-plus widgeons, which was very cool doing that dabbling behavior they're known for that was great yeah Yeah. we saw that guy who showed us a hawk that was nice yeah i want the story behind the birder not just the story behind the bird you know well you asked me before if i ever took photos of birders which would be very fun they have their own plumage yeah (laughs) this was this guy was riding a bike with a bicycle helmet a huge camera and binoculars and that's that's a look unto itself (laughs) what was the last thing you said binoculars did i not say that no you said it but i've never heard somebody call them binoculars before binoculars i think they're called binoculars binoculars yeah binoculars are when they might have come out of the closet (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i could just be an asshole but i i've never heard someone say binoculars before binoculars i've never heard it either but I could see it. I was startled by that. Everyone was shocked by this? (laughs) Chelsea was startled. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Look, we support you, Alex. Should we all leave? (laughs) Should we cut it there? I I better go. I better go. (laughs) Anyway, back to the... Googling it. Binoculars. It's bicycle, isn't it? No, it's not. It's... It's not bicycling. Well, bicycling is when you're a bi person and there are days where you find yourself more attracted to one gender than another, but... (laughs) <laughs> I think bicycling is when you ride a bike. Bicycling. It comes down to the prefix. It's not by, it's bin. 
Oh. Oh, binoculars. Oh. Binoculars. Binoculars. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. We're learning so much. Yeah. Comes from the Latin bini. Bini. Benny. What is Latin for Benny? Or Benny. I don't know how to say it, obviously, but it's like, it, it's the same root as like binary. So it's like two of each. Oh. Who knew? Interesting. According to English.stackexchange.com. Our exclusive source in this podcast <laughs> for all things non-bird related. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, there's a bird that we saw that I see quite a bit. I want to talk about the song sparrow. Do you guys remember catching some glimpses of, of those song sparrows throughout the day? Hundreds and thousands of song sparrows. Yeah, We saw them all over the dang place. They're a lot of fun. So what do you guys think about this little song sparrow? Small and brown. Confirmed my, my myth of birds. Yeah, I would say it, it did reinforce those thoughts. A lot of stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just proud that I was able to identify them because sparrows are a big blind spot for me. I cannot tell them apart because they are all small and brown. But song sparrows specifically are a little hard to tell because they vary greatly depending on where they are in the country. Like they're sandier in some places, darker in others. They have different stuff. But in spite of the fact that they look different all over the country, because they are all widespread. You can see them from Florida to the Aleutian Islands. They're all over the fucking place. But despite the fact they look different everywhere, all the species or all the different like birds from each place are incredibly genetically closely related. Like there's almost no variation. And so what scientists think is that because they migrate so much, they have a lot of opportunities to breed with different um, birds from across the world. So they keep the phenotypical expression that helps them survive in certain places. Like the desert ones are sandier. The other ones are like, you know, browner. But because they're constantly interbreeding, the other part of the DNA, the structural stuff stays in place, which I think is interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. Another fun thing about song sparrows, the females are sapiosexual. What's that mean? You can't be sexually attracted to somebody that you're not romantically or like emotionally or intellectually attracted to. That's cute. This male song sparrow. So their songs are super important because they use them both to attract mates and defend territory. But scientists have done studies on the way that that attraction works on female song sparrows. And the song sparrows aren't just attracted to the song itself. They're attracted to how well the song indicates whether or not the male has the ability to learn. Whoa. So males that have more learned components in their song and then better match like the birds that they got that song from were preferred. So wow. they're literally going for smarter birds based yeah. on how well their songs are done. That's mm. asking for a lot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot Chelsea's a men's rights activist. So <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's too much work. Men should just be able to say, hey, and then we get married. That's all we need. <laughs> I just think their brains are so little as birds. They're like, oh, you have cool plumage and you have a big brain and you have like all the worms. I don't know. <laughs> They're really out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the worms. We famously have all the worms. No, I get it. I mean, it's a lot. Well, I think though that the plumage seems to be less important for the song mm. sparrows. Don't quote me on that. But what, from what I've seen on their mating, it seems to be the song, aka their name. Wow. I think that because that the song is more important, because I don't think that 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 they're all that sexually dimorphic. I'll have to double check that. But uh, for the listener, sexual dimorphism or um, sexual dimorphism, we've learned, uh, just means that um, species have different variations in their appearance based on their sex. So, like males are larger, females are larger, males are prettier, females are prettier, et cetera, et cetera. If they've gotten to this episode of a bird podcast, honey, they better know what sexual dimorphism <laughs> is. Okay. All I'm saying is that you never know whose first episode this is. What's fun about song sparrows, too, is that in addition to being very particular about their song, they're also incredibly particular about their nest. They have a really good idea of what makes a good nest, and more importantly, what makes a good nesting location. So scientists have done studies, and not only will song sparrows typically use the same nest year after year, even after migrating, a lot of times birds will... um, other sparrows will reuse those same nests or build nests in those same spots because they're seen as optimal. So they're really good at zeroing in on the right place to nest and they'll constantly reuse them, you know, go in there all the time, which I think is pretty cool. They're smart birds. Yeah, they should call them smart sparrows or wow. song smarts. I like them more S- knowing smart that. Smart songs. Smart songs, yeah. You like them more knowing that, Alex? Yeah, because I thought that they were the same little brown bird that is the faceless, nameless bird of my imagination. <laughs> sure. But they're actually a very smart and practical bird. 
I think your opinion on smart people is the most valuable because you do wear glasses. So by appearances, you are the smartest of the four of us. I'm the representative of smart people. Mm -hmm. With this group? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's saying something about all of us, including me. (laughs) Our baseline is low. (laughs) Uh, Any more thoughts on the uh, song sparrow before we move on? Do they learn wing attack or gust? Uh, They learn gust. Well, it depends on... so. Are you talking about in the wild or if you're like breeding them? <laughs> in the wild. In the wild, them. they learn gust at level three, which you're uh-huh. not going to encounter one lower than level three, so they're all going to have gust. But wing attack doesn't come until level 16, so it takes oh, a while. Okay. That's what yeah. was confusing me, yeah. Yeah, Is and they can, learn, thing? they can learn steel wing via TM. Yeah, that's okay, a Pokemon thing. <laughs> Jess wouldn't know. She's too well-adjusted to play video games. It's like, oh. <laughs> this podcast is like, secondarily a pokemon podcast and i don't know what that is this podcast is secondarily a whatever niche interest dewey has that he can connect with the guests on that Mm. jess has no interest in it's not that i have no interest it's you don't prepare me for the references you drop i I gotta i gotta just sit you down and let you observe me and what i absorb and then you'll know what i'm talking about yeah because we famously don't spend enough time together yeah (laughs) i don't spend enough time with pokemon yeah no, that's Maybe fair. I should download Go. That's a the worst representation of Pokemon. Yeah, but it seems the funnest. Okay, then get get, get go. I think Pokemon okay. is huge for birders because my pet theory that I was workshopping with Alex like thirty minutes ago is that <laughs> when birders are the first to like see a bird or name a bird, they're like, "I own that bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's on my mm-hmm. list. Yeah, and I own his life." i'm in charge of when it dies that's what you said by the way when alex knocked on your door to uh, invite you to that party right Mm -hmm. i'm in charge of him i own his life i control when he dies (laughs) i'm fine with this (laughs) hell yeah um any other thoughts on the song spare before we move on they were all around they were putting on a little show just for us just for us uh any other birds that really stood out for you guys you wanted to talk about oh i loved that hawk Oh, yeah, we saw the red-tailed hawk. What did you guys think about that red-tailed hawk? That was the biggest hawk I've ever seen. <laughs> Growing up in L.A., you see red-tailed hawks. Like, that's yeah. a bird that's out here. But he was huge. He was gigantic. And he was brooding, too. He was on brooding. that perch like a fucking Disney villain. And we, we passed him twice as we were walking beyond him and then coming back. He was there for maybe 30 minutes, standing on one yeah. perch, yeah, looking out at his kingdom. Uh, as somebody who likes to take photos of birds, I will tell you that is not uncommon, and sometimes they stay longer as somebody who's stabbed by a hawk for like an hour <laughs> waiting for it to do something. Wow. They uh, really love to just chill up there. Red-tailed hawks are a lot of fun. So, you guys have have you guys heard the call of the red-tailed hawk? I have not. Have you heard the call of an eagle on TV? Yes. Yeah. Then you've heard the call of a red-tailed <gasps> hawk. Oh, whoa. Eagles make little chirping sounds like songbirds. It's very funny. Really? Because <laughs> in our minds, bald eagles are this majestic creature <gasps> that like soars through the air. Yeah, it does that. It does that. Yeah. It soars through the air. And in reality, they eat garbage and sound like sparrows. It's really oh my gosh. fun. <laughs> Which, in a way, makes them a more American bird. They're just putting on a show. But in yeah, reality, they're nice. disgusting they got, slobs. They're like Zac Efron in High School Musical. That's not his voice? I just got my mind blown twice. That's Drew Seeley. <laughs> At least in the first one. I think he got voice lessons for the second and third one. Whoa. That was a big bisexual moment for me as a kid. It's like, I think this guy's really cool. I'd love to learn more about this cool guy. <laughs> Zach Efron? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone had a really big crush on him, and I was like, mm, I'm different. I'm not like other girls. I don't. I actually don't even think he's cute. And it's yeah, like, of whoa. course I thought he was cute. You're drooling over Taylor Lautner in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that I was doing. That was after Zac Efron, though. Sure. There was a thing at Cal Poly. His brother went there for a while, and I think they grew up in, in San Luis Obispo. So every year, somebody would be like, oh, my God, Zac Efron spotted at the gym, and everyone would run to the gym. And yeah. like, Zac Efron is not at the gym. That'd be good if you're a gym owner as a promotion. Yeah. To be like, Zac Efron works out here. People would sign up. Yeah. That would be good if you're robbing a bank on the opposite of t- side of town as the gym. Yeah. 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 That's all I think about. Uh, the lady cops would go there. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, female pigs, am I right? Mm-hmm. As Do I call them, sows. That's well, what I thought it was. Once they've had a kid, then they're a sow, but before they're a guilt. A guilt? Yeah. 
Whoa. I can't so, stand the misogyny in 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 G I L T, not G U I L T. I know. Just that they get a new name when they have a kid. Okay, but in their in in the defense of men, which I think is a brave thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear in defense. Okay. Of men. The males also have different names depending on whether or not they still have testicles. So their names are also related to it. So a male without testicles is called a barrow, and a male with testicles is called a boar. We brought up pig testicles a lot on this podcast. Yeah, I was mm. going to say, I, I love that both podcasts have a lot of hog <laughs> discourse. Well, ours well, has, <laughs> has pig discourse because Alex makes me interact with the cops so much. So that's, <laughs> I do that's love the pig him. facts. I'm looking at one of our favorite sources on this podcast, which is all about birds.com. And we talked about it before. They really love to editorialize their language, but they also choose some weird facts sometimes so this one's talking about like how hawks are huge so they're one of the biggest birds in north like the red-tailed hawk's one of the biggest birds in north america but it's also pretty light because if you want to fly you got to be pretty light so they only weigh about three pounds so it's like the biggest females weigh in at only about three pounds a similar size small dog might weigh 10 times that which i feel like is a weird addition (laughs) yeah what similar size dog Okay, so like a Yorkie would weigh 10 like pounds. 30 pounds, 30 yeah. pounds. I feel well, like that's a medium oh. dog. Okay, so not a Yorkie. Yeah. Shelby's like 60 pounds. That's a weird size of dog. We, My family growing up had a little dog named Julie. She was a very, very fat Boston Terrier. We love Julie. <laughs> Julie, R.I.P. Julie. She was like 25 pounds, oh and God. she was maybe a loaf of bread. Like She, <laughs> she was not large enough to yeah. be that weight. She was she a was long dense. chode. Yes. <laughs> oh. And she just slobbered all over the place. We had her for 10 years, her whole life. If a stranger walked by with a crust of bread, she would have <laughs> broken out the window and spend the rest of her life with them. She would have left us for nothing. She only loved to eat. Oh. All right, P. Julie. Well, now, now your parents have a new dog, so. Yes. Shelby is the opposite. Shelby is... T- super loyal not at all food motivated wait shelby part terrier uh we think she's she's mostly german shepherd i was gonna say i thought she was a german shepherd mix. did yeah. these dogs come with these names or or did do you guys just have an affinity for women's names no alex is really good at coming up with women's names <laughs> <laughs> thank you guilty as charged i suppose you always have good ones <laughs> Yeah, like the Nea Vorn, Julerana Thistletop. There's some. Uh, yes. Are those in your D and D game? Those are those are D and D characters. Okay. Yeah. Baggy. Baggy. <laughs> Baggy's good. Like Maggie with a B. Yep. Really, I thought it was M. I thought it was B A G G Y. B A G G I. Oh. Oh no E. So she's a no slut. E. <laughs> <laughs> That's her title, right? Because it's it's a uh, Julerana Thistletop the Bard and then Maggie or Baggy the slut. Right, that's Those right. The, uh, yeah, Baggy's nice. I have to defend these fantasy characters. She sounds great. Oh, sluts can't sluts can't be nice, Alex. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> I thought I was blowing you up. Now I'm gonna blow them. <laughs> you can come up with women's names, but you can't come up with empathy for women. Oh my god! <laughs> I think that's interesting. On a podcast oh. that is half run by a woman and also the other half is run by an ally, I think that's interesting. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, back to uh, whatever bird we were talking about. Oh, the red-tailed hawk. Yes. <laughs> back to the red-tailed hawk. Any other, th- any other thoughts on that red-tailed hawk? Um, he was just hanging. Yeah. That was nice. We talked before about how they're very cooperative hunters. So the male and female will typically hunt together and work together. And what they'll do is they will fly on either side of a squirrel to like sort of trap it. So like one will scare it, the other one will come and grab it, which is pretty wow. cool. Do they split it afterwards or does one of them just eat it? I would imagine that they split it. But I'm not actually totally sure how that works. Would they rather eat the face end or the tail end? <laughs> um, I believe they go for the middle, so the middle half. So like, if you split it into like thirds, if that makes sense. But the two thirds equal one half, and then one third equals half. If that makes sense. So three parts, not a third. So you split it into three parts. The part in the middle is one half, and then there's a quarter and a quarter. Oh yeah, yeah. Dewey's face really good at math. <laughs> and even better at making friends. Oh, and that's why we're all wow. here. Yeah. Wow, that came around. Yeah, I thought of that as I was saying it. I was like, "This is sad. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta turn this ship around." But yeah, we love a red-tailed hawk. So 
before we wrap with what we saw today and discuss any more birds we saw today, there's something I want to discuss before. We all watched Tosh.0 growing up, right? Not really. Actually, I missed that one. And I've seen most weird alternative comedy of our generation. Oh, this is going to make this so much harder. I saw like one episode. Okay, well, on Tosh.0, the concept of Tosh.0, which is also the concept of Web Soup, is that you take viral videos and you just... Web Soup was like a Tosh.0 ripoff on the (laughs) channel. Wasn't that The Soup with Joel McHale? No, different things. I think Web Soup might have been... who was Web Soup? Actually, it might not have been on E. Web Soup was somewhere. It might have been G4. Sounds like it was on the web. Not on the web. Web Soup sounds like what a spider eats. What about <laughs> ridiculousness? Is that the same as Tosh.0? It's, it's similar to Tosh.0, yeah. I think it's basically the same thing. Terrible yeah, basically, shows. Really bad. The idea is that you laugh at viral videos, the whole thing. But he had a segment. America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, this guy made fun of them, like, kind of cruel. basically the premise is that there's a video of a guy getting a hit in the nuts and we're supposed to laugh, make fun of him anyway yeah and then they do like a like a tight 10 about that video yeah and then they move <laughs> on to the next minutes. video That's a long time. <laughs> well basically i guess they do a while yeah ridiculousness is worse though because the jokes aren't that good but they laugh a lot more uh, yeah i hate ridiculousness hot take jess is very structured she hates ridiculousness uh anyway <laughs> so He does this thing called a web redemption where you take somebody from an old viral video and you give them a chance to redeem themselves. So, for example, he took the kid who is dressed as a zombie that says, I like turtles. And he's like, I'm going to need redemption. That was awesome. Didn't need redemption. I'm not I'm not I'm not supporting Daniel Tosh. I'm just telling you what he did. (laughs) Okay. look, anyway, (laughs) you're putting him on a pedestal. I'm not putting him on a pedestal. I'm so sick of this Daniel Tosh worship, honestly. (laughs) Okay. you're amplifying. You're amplifying his voice and it doesn't need it. What's what he up to? to I don't know. He was more like the early like, whoa, this guy's edgy. Okay, but like he are, wasn't who's, like yeah, who's sorry. redeeming themselves, sorry. Anyway, so they then they bring him on to like, oh, now he's gonna dress as a turtle and say he likes turtles or some bullshit like that. So I am going to offer myself a moment of redemption and I'm gonna right now play <laughs> a past clip that you guys might recognize where I sort of fucked up a little bit. Let's see, what were some fun ones that we saw? So we saw, well, we saw pelicans today. So my favorite is the brown pelican. Today we saw the white pelicans, but we saw something I had never seen before, oh, which is the pelicans eating. So that was a lot of fun to watch. Do you have any pelican facts, Dewey? I, I feel like I I know that they're like ancient, right? Is that true? Uh, that's a good question. Let's let's pull up old Wikipedia, my trusted source. I could have done that. Let's see, let's get some <laughs> facts in here about... I thought you might know something about Here's the thing. This happens a lot. I love birds. There are some birds that I have endless facts about and some Mm -hmm. that I don't. And people seem to only ask me about the ones that I don't know very well. You said a pelican is your favorite bird, though. Yeah. Brown pelican is is my favorite bird. I don't know a ton about them. I just thought they look cool. I thought I set you up for success here. No, no. You set me up for a massive failure. So thank you. (laughs) So we get the idea is that Alex came here for white pelican facts and I didn't have white pelican facts. I'm still thinking about it. In order to redeem myself, I want everybody to grab a seatbelt and strap in because it is time for Brown Pelican Facts. Or Brown Pelican Facts. Uh, so, or sorry, White Pelican Facts. God damn it, I did it again. Let me try it one more time. In order to redeem myself, it's time for White Pelican Facts. Yeah. I chose a really weird uh, way to say that. All right, so White Pelicans. We love them. We can't get enough of these little fuckers. So what's cool about these guys is that we all know what they look like, right? They got those big gouler sacks underneath. They got like the straight beak. But during the breeding season, they look a little bit different. So we talked about the great egret today, how during the breeding season, they get that breeding plumage, those big showy white feathers around their uh, chest and neck and stuff. Well, during the breeding season, the white pelicans will grow a sort of horn or like sort of like bumpy shape on the upper mandible near the top of their bill. Um, so they get a sort of like little like bump on there that says, I'm ready to mate. Um, if they had a bumper sticker, it would say hump if you're horny. Am I right? Wow. I saw <laughs> a bumper sticker today that said honk if you honk. <laughs> honk if you, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was, really, it was really funny. <laughs> that's very fun. Um, so these guys are among the heaviest flying birds in the world, which is pretty dang cool. Um, because as we know, being heavy is not exactly great for a bird a lot of the time because it's hard to take off when you have extra weight. So, Totally. For the listeners, as I'm rattling these facts, our guests are fascinated. They're on the edge of their seat. <laughs> so one thing about white pelicans, as you guys know, they have babies. So they, have, they, have, they lay eggs, they're embryos inside. 
and scientists have done studies on the embryos inside the eggs, and American white pelican embryos squawk in the egg before hatching to express any discomfort if they get too hot or cold. Wow. Wow. White pelicans, they got to survive. We all got to survive. That's the point of uh, life. So they have different ways to fend off predators. And one thing they do, which if I were another bird would scare the shit out of me, is that they will run, like they will lunge forward running at another bird with their entire mouth open. Like go swallow at them, them up. Yeah, they're going to swallow them up. That's so scary. Yeah. We talk about how red-tailed hawks sort of work together. They fly um, one on either side to trap squirrels and shit. Well, pelicans can also coordinate with one another. What they will do is they will coordinate their um, swimming or flying to scare schools of fish together to like one spot where they can all swoop in and grab a bunch of them. Wow. Which is pretty cool. So some would call them the original sheepdogs. Some would. <laughs> If that was the punchline to a, a thing, I didn't get it. I just, I, I, I thought that was interesting. And I'm going to keep making this motion until you agree. That was really funny. Whoa. Thank you. You don't say. Dewey, it is just like that. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Why aren't people not talking about this? I don't know. That's why I'm talking about it. I'm hoping they do. <laughs> Hope it catches on. It will. Uh, we talked before about how many um, tons of food American coots will eat in their thousands bird large um, groups. So one American white pelican needs 150 pounds of food from birth to um, adulthood to survive. How much? 150 pounds. That's a lot from of fish. From birth to adulthood. Mm-hmm. That's a weird statistic okay. from birth to adulthood. Okay, so here's the actual statistic. The actual statistic was framed it from the parents' point of view. So it says white pelicans must provide roughly 150 pounds of food to nourish a chick from birth to the time it's ready to forage on its own. Why'd you change it? I don't know. It felt weird the first way. That's a lot of fish. So here's where I'm confused, is that you were clamoring months ago for white pelican facts. I suddenly give them to you on a platter, and you are questioning this gift horse right in the mouth. Oh, well, whoa! <laughs> that answers that. <laughs> I don't know how to please you people. <laughs> and this is fucked on my own podcast. Uh, I liked learning about the white pelicans. That was cool. I like especially that they show their mouths to instill fear in their enemies. Sure. Any other birds you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? You know other bird? I just like that the cormorant was sunning himself and he was doing it for a really long time. Yeah, because we talked about before, cormorants aren't waterproof, so they got to sun themselves after they uh, dive, which is very fun. Well, of those birds that we saw today... Alex and Chelsea, did you have a favorite bird? Chelsea, you should go first because I think we're going to say the same thing and I think she owns their life. Yeah, it was the coots kissing for me and I do feel like I Aww. own that moment because when I saw them, <laughs> I was just yelling, they're kissing, they're kissing. Uh, I, I'll pick a bird that we didn't talk about a whole lot, the one-legged mallard duck. Oh, yeah. We did see a one-legged oh, mallard yeah. duck. I like that uh, he was hanging out with his partner and these two coots, the kissing coots were making all sorts of ruckus around him. Sure. Diving and eating and puking and kissing. Yeah. And this mallard was stoic, <laughs> standing on his one foot, taking yeah. it all in. Yeah. Jess, your favorite bird we saw today? Um, I got to say the coots as well. Yeah. They're really like, cute, cute stuff. Were, I think we need to rename them to American Cutes. I do too. Oh. What about you? Hmm. We saw some good stuff today. I think I liked seeing all those widgeons in that big group at the end by the uh, river. That was very That was cool. nice, too. So I liked that. It was a special shout-out to that green heron that I still cannot recognize the noise of, even though I'm always like, what is that interesting bird? And it's always a green heron, and it's always afraid of us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, hell yeah. So that wraps up the first part of our show where we talk about the birds that we saw today. So we're going to do a little activity now. Yay! Now we get the surprise in your room? Now we know the surprise in my room was that clip. Yay! Oh. That's a, I just needed to get it queued up and I needed to be alone. I, <laughs> Why did you? Because it was going to make noise. You guys would have heard what I was doing. You could have muted yourself. Oh, I could have muted myself. 
Oh, I thought you point. had a present or like a big sign that says, we love you or something. You know? That would be a good sign. I don't have money, but I do have, I did buy a sign. <laughs> you have a sign? Yeah, you can make one. No, that was the joke that Jess was making. Oh, yeah. I thought that's what was in his room. No. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so we have an activity. As you guys know, in the news lately, we've been discussing the fact that bird names are about to get a big change because any bird that is named after a person is going to get a brand, 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 new, 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 name, 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 name. Woo! Yeah. So, we're going to look at some birds today, and we are going to rename them. Yeah, let's do it. a segment that does not have a name, which is kind of uh, not ironic. Is ironic the right word? Sure. Okay. I'm going to believe that. Here's our first bird. This bird is the Lewis's woodpecker. Oh, yeah. New name, Alex's woodpecker. (laughs) (laughs) Alex. Unless that's not it. You can't do that. Got it. No names. Oh, that's an old man. He looks weathered. (laughs) Yeah, so for listeners, the uh, Lewis's woodpecker... Um, typical woodpeckers, you know, they have that red, white, and black. There are some variation of red, white, and black on their body, but this guy, he's um, a little bit different. So he's got this sort of gray bib around his neck and chest, and then this sort of like this pinkish red on his belly and head, and then a little bit of black on his wings. So it's an interesting fellow, to say the least. I would say snowy red shirt. Oh, that's fun. He that's does a good one. get some snow on him. That's true. It's descriptive. I like it. I would say geriatric woodpecker. <laughs> geriatric woodpecker. He looks like an old man. Okay. And he's not getting any better. <laughs> His best days are behind him. None of us are. <gasps> Sorry, oh, Chelsea. my God. Sorry. No, I oh. um, I was gasping because <laughs> I forgot that all about birds. Chelsea didn't know about aging. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, all about birds. Oh my god! Say your thing. Um, I don't know if I can say it because I didn't, I didn't, I left there so soon, and I don't know if it was on good terms, but I did work for this lab. It was her officer. Um, for all about birds. It was the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. That's where I worked. Which seems to produce all about birds because their their name is in the header. Whoa! Oh, oh yeah. So it's the same people that make Merlin. Yeah. Wow. wow. I never noticed that header, the header this whole time I've been using this as, as a source. Me neither. Uh, anyways, my name for the woodpecker is the downless woodpecker because I think the last oh. cool fact said that he is in fact naked. The what? <laughs> like other woodpeckers, hatchling oh, Lewis's yeah. woodpeckers are naked. Yeah. Fully nude. Hmm. This next one, a uh, shout out to past guest, or not past guest, a uh, friend of the podcast will never come on because she hates birds. Lauren Buller, um, because this one is Buller's Albatross. Oh, he's... Oh, we saw that video about him, I think. So, for the listeners, this... uh, Imagine a seagull with human eyes and a beak that looks cel-shaded like a comic book. It's very... Yeah, I was going to say, he looks like an old video game with a low polygon count where his shapes (laughs) are very simple. He looks like you took a seagull and put an Instagram filter on it. He looks yeah. a little he's a little yassified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, all of these look like video games. This is actually oh. uncanny. Like how does it look like a video game? <laughs> it's weird, it's right? Scary. <laughs> it's like those guys at Comic Con that like come in cell shaded and you're like, How are you in our world? I have a name for this bird. This is duck.png. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> I would call this Call of Duty Seagull. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. Also, I love the idea of trying to send somebody a dick pic and doing it wrong and they get <laughs> a duck pic, like a duck.png. <laughs> I don't know. His name to me is just Angry Boy because that's what he looks like. like totally. Angry Boy. That's a good one. So we have duck.png. Jess, what was yours again? Call of Duty Seagull. Call of Duty Seagull and Angry Boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think those are all contenders. This next one is uh, very extra. So this one 
is Princess Stephanie's Astropia. That's perfect. I. That's a great. That's perfect. (laughs) What's wrong with Princess Stephanie? What did she ever do? I don't know, but I mean, probably the royal families of most countries are probably pretty bad. So, for listeners, this is basically like your bird of paradise style bird. It's mostly black. It's got like this like beautiful shiny blue green face with a more blue like back of the head and then the longest tail feathers you've ever dang seen and most of the body is black with a little bit of a purplish blue tinge this is a beautiful bird yeah it's crazy yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna like name it kind of how you again like how your mom names cats and i'm gonna call this one a heart's wish oh fun it's really beautiful yeah yeah, I like a, an ethereal name for this bird. I think this bird is the rain in April. Wow. <laughs> That's a very long name, which actually might be shorter than Princess Stephanie's Astropia, So, <laughs> I think um, the name should be similarly regal as to the last name. So for me, when I look at it, I think Mrs. Lady. <laughs> 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 great so we have what was it heart's dream a heart's wish the rain in april and mrs late or miss lady mrs lady mrs lady great that's how chelsea names pokemon all of chelsea's pokemon (laughs) are like in a a featureless description or something (laughs) mostly with mr or mrs in front of it that's fun if it's the fire starter its name has been hot ferrari for like since I was probably <laughs> yeah. eight. Hot Ferrari always. That's really so fun. Princess Stephanie, her husband cheated on her, oh. gave her an STI, and then did a murder-suicide with his mistress. Let her keep her bird. Give her the bird <laughs> Let back. Let her keep her damn bird. Do you think that like the bird was named after her be- like because her husband like came up to a scientist like, hey man, I fucked up. You gotta you gotta <laughs> win me over. You gotta yeah. gotta help me out. Wow. Okay. Well, we're gonna write a movie about. She Princess had a hard Seven. life. Yeah. Let her keep the bird. Yeah. That's what we'll say. Yep. I mean, here's the thing: the American Ornithological Society is the one changing these names. This bird's not in America. Maybe it'll stay. Yeah. I don't know. Our next one, which is my favorite name of all, Abbott's Babbler. That's a good name already. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. And when you look at this bird, it is the perfect name. That's for a it. babbler, babe. That looks like Abbott's Babbler if I've ever seen one. Babba 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 babba. For listeners, it's a little finch-like bird with. Um, yeah, it's like a little finch-like bird. It's brown. It's got some yellow on it. Very cute. I would maybe just add another babble to it and be babble babblers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a really good name. Yeah. I would say this bird is egg. Oh. <laughs> Looks like a little egg. I'd say his name is Worm Toes, just because dis- he's got worm toes, and just to distinguish him from other birds that are small and brown. That was our fastest one yet. So we have uh, Babbler Babbler. Is that what it was? Um, <laughs> I think Babbles Babbler. Babbles, Babbles Babbler, which yeah. is very cute. So we have Babbles Bab- Babbler, um, Egg, <laughs> and then Worm Toes. Well, congratulations. We've officially renamed all these birds and, in a way, saved society. Yay! Yay! We did it! So that brings us to our final segment, which is plugs. So, Alex and Chelsea, do you have anything to plug? We sure do this time. If you want to listen to us (laughs) name more things, check out Small Town D&D. Check out the Small Town D&D podcast wherever you get podcasts. Dewey's on it and is uh, extremely funny. Chelsea's on it and is uh, off-putting and strange. (laughs) <laughs> our buddy D- David is on it and says things that make no sense to me and I'm on it doing voices and coming up with silly names. It's really a whole lot of fun. What a pitch. <laughs> and when are those episodes out? New episodes come out every Tuesday. So for listeners, awesome. this came out yesterday. So an episode yeah. just came out yesterday for you to listen to. Yeah, check them out. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, we know Jess listens every week. Uh, I love the show. And they ha- you have an Instagram for it? People should follow. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. Small Town D and D is our handle there. Small Town D and D. Um, is that D and D? No, it's D and D. We made a change that makes a whole lot of sense. Or dund. Dund. 
Stunned. There's clips of the show on there. There's cool art. There's also photos of the cast on there. Some cute photos of Dewey and all the rest of us, if you want to see those. Yeah. There's cute. one photo we can't post because listeners can't see it until we get 200 Spotify followers. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep that for your, for your Patreon. <laughs> I'm going to plug this podcast. So again, you're not allowed to leave us for D- a small town D&D. You have to listen to both or just this one. Uh, yeah. so. <laughs> and the other one, too. <laughs> well, if you start on the other one, you can stay with that one, but you're not leaving any podcast for any other podcast. So I want to plug this podcast. If you like this podcast, or even better, if you love this podcast, then there are a multitude, um, a whole cornucopia, if, if, if some would say, of ways to support us. So the big one is to like and rate us on various podcasting platforms. So leave a fun little review on Apple Podcasts. Send us five stars on Spotify. And in fact, Follow us on Spotify so that I can anally check the app and be like, all right, so we have 41 followers, so we should expect this many blah, blah, blah every week. So please do that for my <laughs> mental health. Uh, follow us on Spotify. And then uh, follow us on Instagram. You know, I'm posting some fun little educational reels right now that the algorithm is running hog wild. Oh, We're all yeah. over the fucking place. <laughs> so uh, get into those. And again, we got 40 Spotify followers. Something's going to happen at 200. So keep following so we can keep, 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 keep climbing up that leaderboard, baby. Because guess what? We're finally showing up when you search birding on Spotify and iTunes. So the more likes and follows and reviews that we get, the higher we climb up, the more people discover us. And eventually, we'll become a conglomerate empire. Yay. And that's really the goal of this podcast. And then we'll become billionaires. Whoa. And then we'll become, we'll, we'll, first we'll become gagillionaires, which according to the commercials is more important. So... What's that? Have you guys not seen these commercials? <laughs> it's no. for, uh, I think it's AT&T. There's one like phone company where they talk about you have like a whole gigabyte or like multiple gigabytes oh, of like storage. I think so, yeah. It's, so, okay. You're not allowed to lead this podcast for the AT&T commercial. You have to listen to both. So just keep that in <laughs> mind. Um, but hell yeah, so that's all. I'm gonna, oh, and then Sela, volunteer with Sela. Uh, you've heard this spiel before, but check out SelaNHC.org to volunteer with your local unhoused neighbors, especially now in the wintertime. Um, we're definitely going to be in need of blankets, freshly bought blankets, not used blankets for legal bed bug reasons in the state of California. Donate any tents if you want to get them, and also donate your time. So check out SelaNHC.org to find out how you can help out today. Hell yeah. Well, Alex, Chelsea, thank you for joining us today. I'm going to leave everybody with a... I was going to say thanks Did for having us, but that's a, what, a, what an ending. <laughs> <laughs>